are listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for Asylum movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I am Tom, and we would like to welcome you to the Arlington Heights Bears. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Where are they now? Where uh, are they now? Uh, well, they currently are in Chicago, but they have bought the They're only... still there. They're still there. They have not moved yet. It's not... It hasn't happened yet. All right, so as Tom right. alluded to, we have a big story for y'all. Arlington Heights, the Bears have acquired the Arlington Park... Uh, plot of land, the Ar- the Arlington, which used to house Arlington International Racetrack, uh, horse races, for those of you who aren't familiar. Uh, and this was leaked on Tuesday, September 26th, by Scott Powers of The Athletic. And this was a three 326 acre, so about three football fields and some change, if you want to keep track there. My bad. An acre is, uh, is no. a football field. 326 football fields. My bad. Wow, I was off on that one. 326 football fields worth of space. <laughs> like three football fields. No, no, no. That's not very no, much. My bad. My bad. My brain. Sorry, guys. I've had a rough morning. My brain's on the fritz, so keep with me. So 326 football fields worth of land. For $197.2 million. So they stole that land, essentially, is what we're saying. Honestly, and, and I mean, uh, as far as, like, recreational land, that's a lot of money. But for, when you're talking about, like, developmental land for commercial property, yep. that's uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. It's probably because they had to knock down a whole bunch of stuff, so they got for sure a price because they know there's gonna, the whole thing's going to be demolished, is my bet. And, and the racetrack has been defunct for quite a while, hasn't it? It's been a couple of years since it was yeah. a big thing, so that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But later that night, the, the mayor show, Mayor Lori Dunford, I mean, excuse me, excuse me, Lightfoot, reiterated that she stood by a statement she made back in June when the Bears first made a bid for the property. She essentially said that the mayor's office is trying to do all it can to keep the Bears in Chicago. However, remember the statement June she made where this is just a ploy and the Bears aren't being serious and that they should focus on beating the evil green yellow team. I had to clean up the language for you people because she said something else and, it's, <laughs> and this is a PG show. And then the next day on Wednesday, the 27th, President and CEO Ted Phillips, boo that man. Boo! He should not. Boo. He's making football decisions. We shouldn't be. He said the Bears signed a purchase agreement. Now, contrary to the narrative you may be, you may have heard, this does not. I repeat, not mean the Bears have officially moved to Arlington Heights. Rather, in football terms, they're like on the ten yard line, about to score a touchdown, and they they're just trying to make sure they don't have a Leon Let situation where Dan B becomes running across the field, knocks on the football, or a uh, Deshaun Jackson running across the re- zone and he drops the football before it crosses. Stuff like that. So, but it's very low likelihood that they will not go through this deal. So it's basically ninety percent guaranteed the Bears are moving to Arlington Heights, but it's there is a chance they don't. Remember, they can't move there until twenty twenty six anyway, where they have to pay eighty four million dollars to get out of the lease, which I think is the the Hoge and Johns podcast on NBC Sports uh, Chicago mentioned. You do realize Roger Goodell makes $40 million a year. The NFL can afford $84 million to pay Chicago to leave Chicago. So it, it, it's mm-hmm. very possible. And this news, ironically, I had to throw this out there for everyone, ironically came out 
Two days after the Bears were the 11th sack of the NFL after we lost 26-6 to the Cleveland Browns where the offense gained 47 yards of total offense and Justin Fields was sacked nine times. It's just ironic this news came out. I'm just saying. Right. This was two days after uh, Justin Tucker uh, set a record for longest field goal made in a game and that yardage alone outgained the Bears' total offense. Yeah. So that was horrible to read that <laughs> stat. But, I mean, they this, yeah. this yeah. I, I think, was kind of the, the positive news yep. that they needed because oh, yeah. there is a chance that they will get out of Chicago. And here is why getting out of Chicago is a good thing. First of all, the taxes in Chicago oh. are insane. Nuts. Even just getting out to the suburbs, getting out of the city limits will help that way for the property taxes which will save them a ton of money for the team to reinvest back into the program. Second, if they own their own stadium, that means they can own their own field. Currently, the field in Soldier Field is uh, maintained, it's it's owned by the city of Chicago and is maintained by the Chicago Park District. Hence why it is one of the worst maintained fields, actual turfs, on uh in the nfl it is maintained by is the only one that's maintained by am i correct in saying the only one that's maintained by a public municipality they're the only ones that do not own their own stadium right and so this is another reason that this would be a good team thing is the, the team would finally own their own stadium be able to maintain it and do with it what they want they no longer have the political red tape of being inside the city of chicago and as we kind of saw with mayor uh the mayor of Chicago. I don't even want to say her name. I, I, she doesn't. She doesn't deserve to have me say her name. Um, the mayor of Chicago is, is being uh, very picky about it because she knows that they're going to lose a lot of re- revenue, um, especially tax revenue, from uh, losing the Bears. But here's the thing: they're a large organization, and they will do what they damn well please. Yep. If they enter into the purchase agreement, you're not keeping them in the city. You're not going to block off them moving all the equipment and stuff out of the stadium and into the new one. They're going to go. So she needs to get on board or get left behind. I mean, let's think about this. Uh, the ba- Social Field was renovated in conjunction with the Bears and the city of Chicago, and look how that turned out. They, put, they dropped the UFO on top of the field, and they reduced seating capacity. The, two birds, how one stone. <laughs> I know. How do you do that? How do you add on to your stadium and lose capacity? Because they took that's just yeah. beyond me. They took away some of the of, of us plebeian seats, us regular Joes, and added more suites so they can make more money off of the rich people. And us plebeians are just screwed on in, in that regard. So that that's what happened there. And also, and hey, that, I've I've sat up in that top row, well near the top row. I was about three or four rows from the top. It's it's still cool to be inside the stadium, but I can't. They were charging hundreds of dollars to sit, you know, six hundred feet away from yeah. the field. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, can't, I, I I wanted to get all right. Real, real quick sidebar. I wanted to get tickets to Notre Dame versus Wisconsin, mm-hmm. which was at Soldier Field. Yeah. And by the way, during that game, there were a couple of times where players slipped, and I was like, all right, here's a problem. It's affecting yeah. college play now. Anyway. Um, to sit in that top section of the game, um, four hundred dollars a ticket. Yeesh. No, 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 no. Four hundred bucks a ticket, all the way up there. Those aren't. Sorry, I just had to, I just had to say something. Like you're all the way up there, and you're gonna charge that much. Nah. No. 
I'll get the pay-per-view at home. Absolutely. And also another thing, this is another Chicago side note. Don't you think this may cost Mayor Lightfoot her uh, position as mayor? She won't win re-election if the Bears leave Chicago because as the Bears, the city will will say, nope, you lost the Bears, you're done. So we don't delve into politics, but I'm just throwing this out there. Not only did she, would she have lost the Bears, she actively opposed the Bears. Yeah. That's that's two that, two strikes, honestly. Yeah. Not only is she actively working against the Bears, would she potentially lose them in five years? Yeah, absolutely. So we're not we don't delve into politics very often, but when it comes to football, sports, and politics, sports teams leaving your town is generally viewed as a bad thing. People just throwing it out there. Anyway, in general, yes, that is the case. Yeah. So. so let's get on to NFL standings. We teased you enough time with the Arlington Bears, but let's talk about what's going on in the world of football. You can see at the bottom of your ticker, we no longer have MLB standings. We have NFL standings going on below you, so you've been probably catching up on the whole time. And right now in the NFC North, those Devils, the evil green yellow team that hails from Green Bay, Wisconsin, is in first place by one game over the Bears. Surprisingly, we're in second place. I don't know how that works, but our division must be that bad. In the NFC South, you have the Buccaneers tied with the Panthers. That's right, the Panthers at 3-1. The Panthers lost to the Cowboys. Actually, got stomped out by the Cowboys, so maybe the Panthers aren't as good as their 3-0 record stated. In the NFC least, you have the Cowboys at 3-1, easily the best team in the division, despite the fact they have the 40th-ranked defense. In the NFC West, you have the Cardinals in first place after defeating the Rams rather handedly as a shock to Thompson and myself. They, are, they have a one-game lead over the Rams and a two-game lead over everyone else. In the AFC North, let's talk about the shocker of shocks. The Cincinnati Bungles at 3-1 and one are in first place, tied with the Ravens and the Browns, and the Steelers are in dead last place, down two games where they lost to the Bungles as the reason why the Bungles are the one seat in the AFC North. We are a quarter of the way through the season. Yes, the Bungles are in first place. In the AFC South... You the- read that correctly. Yeah. You heard it correctly. You see it on the screen. This yeah. is not a hallucination. This is not a drill. This is real life, people. In the AFC South, the Titans hold a one-game lead over the Texans who do not have a quarterback... And they are still in second place because the Colts and the Jaguars have been that awful as well. The AFC South is looking to be a bad division. Titans do not have a defense. Their offense is struggling without Arthur Smith calling plays. He's in Atlanta. Not saying Atlanta is doing much better, but the Titans are suffering without him. In the AFC East, the Bills are running that show as we all predicted. Yes, we know the national opponent said the Patriots would come back and take back the division. That was malarkey. It... Coaches can only go as far as players take them, and the Patriots do not have enough talent. The Bills will run away with the division, and it won't even be close, people. And now to another shocker of shocks in the AFC West. In first place, it is the Las Vegas Raiders at 3-0 who are playing the Chargers tonight, who are in third place. In second place, it is the Denver Broncos out half a game at 3-1. And then in dead last place, the Kansas City Chiefs at 2-2. Two two. Yes, you heard that right. The Chiefs are in dead last place in the AFC West. Now, they could only be out two games or one game, depending on if the Raiders win or lose tonight. But still, two games is a lot to make up in the NFL season. 
Yeah, I mean, especially like you said, we're already a quarter of the way into the season, and this is the the position that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they start making some changes uh, real quick, I mean, offensively, they, they're producing pretty good numbers. Yeah. Defense oh. is lacking, yeah. and so yeah, unless the Chiefs can actually turn their defense around, it's going to be a long season for them. And I mean, they make the Cowboys look like they have a defense at, at some point in time, which is kind of scary. No kidding. That's kind that, of scary. That's scary. Any any team that can actually make the Cowboys look like they have a defense must be doing something very wrong. Oh, absolutely. But there's all your NFL standings, and now we have time and, for Tom's favorite thing: MLB playoffs. Take it away, sir. I love the MLB playoffs. Um, it's it's where the magic happens. I mean, we are into October. And uh, the the there's a crisp uh, air out now that you can go out in the morning and breathe in the nice, cool, crisp morning mm-hmm. and know that fall playoff baseball is here. So the 2021 MLB regular season that has officially ended as of yesterday, uh, Sunday, October 3rd. So we have seedings for the playoffs. We're going to start with the American League. The number one seed is the Champa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays, the AL East division winner at 162 um, for their, and that is not 162. That is 100 games, 162 lost um, for the season. And their first game for the division series is this Thursday, October 7th at home against the winner of the wild card game. Next uh, is number two. We have the Houston Asterix, and we will call them by no other name. <laughs> Uh, which and who were uh, unfortunately the AL West division winner at 95 and 67. Their first game for the division series is Thursday as well at home against the White Sox. Yep. And speaking of which, number three, the, the third seed is the Chicago White Sox, the AL Central division winner at 93 and 69. Their first game, like we just said, against Houston on Thursday. Now we got number four is the Boston Red Sox. Boston, Boston. Red Sox. I, I can't do a it's Boston. 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 I can't do I can't do a, a a Boston accent. Okay, I try hard and I I end up just sounding nasally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack and, and just, That's just annoying. <laughs> I, I park my car and have a guy. That, that, that's the best I got. So, anyway. <laughs> It's gone downhill. This is what happens when I take segments (laughs) like this as I go off the rails. Anyway, before I get out completely, they have the the, the Red Sox have the first wild card spot um, with a 92 and 70 record this year. Their first game in the wild card game is Tuesday, uh, which is tomorrow for Chris and I, October 5th at home against the New York Yankees who are the number five seed in the second wild card spot, also at 92 and 70. That is a rivalry as old as time. And yep. so we are excited for that Good matchup game. because, I mean, it, it's it's historic. This is the playoffs. This is Boston. This is New York. This is what baseball is about. It, it's, it's about a two classic teams like this coming together in the postseason. And I know we've got some classic teams on the other side in the National League as well. But, Chris, what do you think, first of all, about Boston versus New York tomorrow night? Oh, that's a Who tough one. got in this that's, game? That's a tough one. They're I, so even. They're, they're so they're even. They're so right even because the Yankees look so bad at coming out of the All-Star break. Like, are they going to even make the playoffs? And Boston got hot and held on to the two seeds, actually they take, did. taking over the Blue Jays. So in one game, 
I might go Yankees because that offense can just explode and beat you in one game, or they might lose the series. So I'm going to go Yankees because it's one single game. It's not a series. I'm going to say the same thing. I think the Red Sox would have the longevity. Yep. Um, and, and I do still think that they could pull that out, but you, you're right. There's some power and explosiveness coming out of that lineup. So, uh, I, I mean, I'll take the Yankees as well. Yeah. I mean, it, so to be fair, Yankees could score no runs. It, there, it's either going to be boom or oh, bust. I mean, yeah. It's going to be boom or bust. That, that is, you are 100% yeah. right. It's, it's kind of like all in or all out yeah. for that lineup. I mean, they, they could do everything for you or nothing at the same time. Uh-huh. We've been there as Cubs fans. But we know how that works. Oh, yeah. it's it's It, it hurts sometimes. But uh, I think what it's going to come down to is pitching. If it's a, a good pitching duel, then really it's just who makes a mistake first. Um, I mean, uh, if the bats are hot, then it's, it's really just who's the hottest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Now, that, that is your AL – um, picture for the playoffs. Now I want to get into the National League, um, aka the realest, bestest, only true baseball league. Woo. Baseball. <laughs> Woo, baseball. Um, the number one seed in the NL is the San Francisco Giants at 107 and 55, which is just an incredible, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> just, I don't even know how to describe that. It's just phenomenal. Um, record this year their first game is not until friday the 8th at home against the winner of the wild card game unfortunately which is true i mean (laughs) and the the, what yeah that they ought to wait all this time i am so excited to to see them play they're they're an exciting team to watch uh the number two seed is the milwaukee brewers from the central division um at 95 and 67 Mm -hmm. their first game is friday october 8th at home against the atlanta braves who are the number three seed from the NL East at 88 and 73, which is just, I mean, you got to have someone come out of the East, but yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, that, that record compared to everyone else in the playoffs is kind of, kind of sad. I mean, they're, they're two games behind the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And then, I mean, the next closest would be, the Red Sox and Yankees at 92 wins. Yeah. I mean, the, the 88 wins coming out of that division is kind of hard. And that's that's rough. The Mariners also had 92 wins and missed the playoffs in the American League. So they mm-hmm. are ever. Yeah. I think the Blue Jays have 89 wins and missed the playoffs. So there's a whole bunch of teams in the American Just League who are better than them. Who would, who would gladly take their spot. Absolutely. But like we said, they are on the road against the Brewers on Friday. Now getting to our wild card matchup, we have the Dodgers at number four seed at 106 and 56. This sucks. Just right behind the Giants. Just think about that. <laughs> you have the second best record in baseball, yeah. and you have to fight uh-huh. to even get to the division series. It sounds like 2015 all over again. That yeah, I, I I don't I don't like being in that position. We've been in that position, but man. The, the Dodgers, um, incredible team. They've got the Cardinals at home. Um, that is Wednesday, October 6th. The Cardinals being the five seed, the second wild card spot at 90 and 72. Um, so please, Dodgers. I know like Dodgers and Cubs have some history, but I cannot stand yep. the Cardinals. And even more than that, I cannot stand 
Cardinals fans. fans. Yes. They are among the most annoying fan mm-hmm. base in the country. Don't at me. Yep. Okay. Just just move right along. Yep. You can be offended if you want. You can click off the video if you want. This is just a Cub fan's opinion. They they have twenty they have like twenty some World Series rings. That's all we ever hear about. It's 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 just like please we we've actually won a World Series before. And more recently, you guys have. Please just shut up, <laughs> please, please. We don't need. Well, for as much as they talk about it, you'd think they had about sixty seven rings. I, I mean, I, it's it, it's unbelievable. They think that they're just the greatest uh, greatest team in the world. I mean, come on, uh, you, you, you're not you're you're the number five. You you just squeaked in here. Just and let's be real. To be real, they had to win 17 straight games at one point to get into the wild card conversation. And otherwise, they would, otherwise it would have been the Cincinnati Reds. So they had to go on and, an incredible I mean, run. Cre- all right, credit yeah. credit to them that's incredible. for that run. Yeah, I, incredible. That's good baseball. Yeah, that is true. good ba- And that's what I like. All right, that, that's where, I'll, where I'll, I'll, I'll stop and I'll say I like good baseball. Yeah. It, yeah. Gets, it, it crosses a line <laughs> when it's a rivalry yeah. and when it's – the, the the fans are are too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but my feelings for the wild card game are: I think the Dodgers will win it. Dodgers are clearly more talented, having playing equally but as well baseball. Even with Cardinals going seventeen and zero down the at one time, then the Dodgers were still going like twelve and five. So the Dodgers weren't playing bad baseball by any stretch of the imagination. So the Dodgers mm-hmm. are just as hot as the Cardinals. In fact, Dodgers have been. Just as high old season as the Cardinals were in that seventeen game stretch, yep. so it's I think the Dodgers win. It's not particularly close in my mind, which sets up the Giants Dodgers. Unfortunately, that team, those two teams can't meet in the NLCS because those are the two best teams oh. in baseball, which is just unfortunate. I mean, we've been there in in two thousand fifteen. Cubs were the three were the third best team in baseball as the number two wildcard spot. Pittsburgh was the was the one seed, one wildcard seed as the second best team in baseball, and the Cardinals were the one seed in the NL as the best team in baseball. So we've seen that before, but it's just unfortunate when it happens yep. because you're feeling like you're being robbed of a championship series game. Right. I, I would much rather see that uh, matchup in the championship series. Uh, I mean, if we could and throw one of them into the AL, I'd love for that to be the World Series. I mean, these are two teams that really, they are championship quality, both of them. And just just by the way that they have played all season, are more than deserving of being um, being able to play for the NLCS. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm I'm taking the Dodgers in that matchup too. Yep. I, I I don't, and it's not just because I don't like the Cardinals, even though I really yeah. don't like the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, the the Dodgers, the, I, I they are an impressive team. They are hot right now, and. I, I could actually legitimately see them going. I mean, if they if they take down the Giants, they win, beat the Cardinals, and they take down the Giants. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. see them winning the World Series. Oh, absolutely! So absolutely. I can see them winning the whole thing. Yeah. So let's get into that, Tom. Uh, who do you have in the World Series right this season? Because it it's a tough it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't know. Um, I've been thinking and racking my brain about this for the last day. I'm gonna go with the Rays. Okay, Champa Bay. Champa Bay. And as much, I mean, I, winner of winner of Giants car, uh, Giants Dodgers. Okay, okay. But if I had to say right now, Giants. 
I know that the two number one seeds seems, um, you know, kind of like a cop out, but I mean, it's the Giants are too good right now. As much as I, you know, them, you know, playing the Dodgers and the Dodgers, I honestly think whoever wins, if it, you know, Dodgers get past the Cardinals, which we expect them to, if whoever wins the Dodgers Giants, I, I could see going all the way. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Giants as of right now, as of today. Okay. okay. So, fair point. So, for me, I had to go and do uh, some advanced analytics over here and, and look at how teams fared against above 500 opponents. And, and I don't think that the teams that, that are below 500 really suck against above 500 teams because they tend to play them a lot So because they're below 500. So, that's kind of how that works out in, in the baseball world. And if yep. you look in the American League, the they're pretty much even the White Sox are the least are the not the are the worst team out of this bunch in terms of against five hundred teams. So I'm as much as I should cheer for Chicago, I'm gonna agree with you the Tampa Bay Rays are probably the best team. They as long as they don't do the nonsensical we're gonna pull our picture in the sixth inning because we never let him pitch past sixth inning before in his life, even though he's absolutely lighting up the Dodgers in game seven of the World Series. So as long as they pull anything like that this time around, they should be fine. And then in the National League, it's really Giants or Dodgers at this point because I think the Brewers are just above 500 against 500 baseball clubs. I think the Cardinals are below. Braves are way below. And so I'm going to I, – I think it's going to be the Dodgers because the Dodgers have that World Series mentality. They've been there, like, what, the last like two, three seasons in a row, almost four in a row. They, they just keep going back and back and reloading and retooling. And that experience does pay off in the long run when you're just like, oh, we've been here before. We know what it takes to get here. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. Dodgers over the Giants in the National League. So I've got Dodgers, Rays, repeat of the COVID uh, World Series. And this time, maybe we have a different outcome. Maybe we don't. But I think, I think we're going to repeat. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. I, I think that would be make for kind of a, a good historical baseball rivalry story, man. That's that. That'd be fun. The big dog fun. versus so, the little dog. The the biggest salary in baseball dog. versus the little salary in baseball. It's not <laughs> even close. I think there's a couple hundred million dollars be... separating them in salary. Oh my gosh. I think yeah. so. There is uh, that. That just kind of is, you know, reminiscent of uh, the A's, like in the Moneyball era. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, uh, not it, it's not how much you pay your players, how much they're worth. It's it's how much they get on base, oh, and yeah. you know, that, not that they're playing that exact kind of baseball, but they're doing a lot of good with the guys that they've got, yeah. and they don't have the you know multi hundred million dollar contracts on their. Well, players. it helps when you get actually like ten draft picks every year in the MLB draft, so it kind of helps when you get yeah. that many extra bites of the apple. Just saying. Just saying, as a that's Cubs, true. As a Cubs fan, it's a little irritating, but but <laughs> but moving on. I mean, we yeah, <laughs> moving on. But that's what we that's how we see it playing out. Let us know in the comments what you think. So, Jawa, if you think we're dead wrong, please let us know because I know you follow the baseball world very very intently because of your uh, keeper fantasy baseball league and you're pretty on top of this. So let us know if we're wrong on the race. We have a good feeling on that. Maybe we're wrong on this one. Yeah, and I know that last year we we brought him on for a, a playoff talk. So at some point we'll probably be consulting him, or he'll be uh, offering his consultation services to us uh, throughout the playoffs. So um, looking forward to many discussions about uh, playoffs as it kind of unfolds. 
Oh, yeah. And, and after the MLB playoffs, how can we go into any other section besides your favorite section of all time and many of the people's favorite segment? Let's get into another fantastic round of Tom's Take. Let's get serious because this is Tom's Take. Take it away. All right. Now, I know that well, I'm looking here and my screen, is, my, my camera is very blurry, so I'm going to apologize to <laughs> folks watching this on YouTube, um, uh, but you don't really, you know, come here to look at this beautiful moneymaker anyway. Um, Chris, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit like bacon tonight, and I don't know if you smell it too, but, and I'm not talking about uh, a food topic for the evening. I'm actually going to be talking about... Um, a, a problem that we have in uh, the country right now, down in mostly southern states, but uh, it is a there's a feral hog problem and has been for uh, several centuries. And I, I want to talk a little bit about how that's being combated these days and why it's such a problem. So uh, back in the 1500s, kind of going back uh, quite a ways, um, Spanish explorers brought over um, feral swine for food sources and uh, to breed and, and raise again as, as food and to kind of establish themselves as they settled um, in the Americas. Uh, very quickly, because they breed several times a year, these uh, feral hogs got out of control. And uh, now, given the, the climate that is in the southern states, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, um, I think they've even made their way up into some Midwestern states as well. Um, they cause hundreds of millions of dollars of damage to property across the country. And, and I think in um, Texas alone, annually, they cause $50 million in damage. Um, uh, one uh, farmer in particular that I read an article on said that uh, several years ago, he lost overnight a quarter of a million dollars. And, and here is how they do that. These uh, hogs, they don't, they don't care um, about the environment that they live in. They can live in muck, they can live in mud, they can live in dust, and uh, they don't care because they will eat and um, bottom feed from whatever they can get their, their teeth into. So what they do is they dig up the ground. They dig up corn, beans, um, and many other uh, types of um, farmland that uh, really caused a lot of damage, uh, financial harm to farmers across the country. So uh, the reason that uh, this is such a problem is um, they breed several times a year, like I said, and so by hunting them, you hardly ever make a mm -hmm. dent in it. But the one thing that is really cool about them, and you know, a lot of this interest comes from me, you know, I like to hunt and this it sounds really interesting to me. It actually is kind of more uh, of a bucket list item for me to go on a, uh, a hog hunt um, because uh, it's so widely available because it's such a problem. Um, you know, uh, uh, Department of National or Natural Resources, DNR um, offices are pr practically just sending people out to go and hunt these hogs all across America be to, to try to dwindle them down. Um, and it's actually getting to the point now where um, in 2019, Governor Greg Abbott from Texas actually signed a bill that allowed um, private landowners to no longer require a uh, hunting permit hunting license to hunt hogs and other invasive species on private property. 
and that also goes for folks that they bring on. So they, if, they, if they bring guests on or allow guests on um, to their property, they can hunt without a permit. And so now you've got companies who are taking folks onto guided hunts um, to try to take out um, the, these huge populations of hogs that are causing so much damage um, and, and harm to, to these, these farmers. And all the farmers can really do is say, yes, you can hunt and then file their insurance claim because uh, I mean, it, it is no, um, no damage done by, by themselves. Um, but uh, what really interests me now and something that the, the real part of uh, what I want as kind of like a, a bucket list item is a helicopter hog hunt. And so what is really cool about this is um, there's one uh, company in particular called Last Shadow and what they do is they have uh, a couple of helicopters. They fuel them up in the morning. You'll go out for, um, you know, however long you uh, your rear rate is for the day. You can go by the hour. You can go by a quarter day, half day, or a full day. Um, and it is quite expensive. But these um, this company has been granted access to over 300,000 acres of farmland um, in, uh, I think it's the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And basically, they can go out anytime they want because these farmers... They need um, these hogs taken care of. They, they, they can't control them with this much land to cover. So when you're in a helicopter, you can cover a lot more ground and see a lot easier. And so um, the, these companies will send out folks and you'll just basically, from the helicopter, shoot down these hogs. And because they're an invasive species, you, you don't need to go and do the cleanup, the gutting that normally would do for a, a deer or an elk or, or something like that um, because they eat themselves. <laughs> and it is, it's kind of sounds gross to say and um, sad to say, but they're, they're that um, ugly of creatures, I'll really say, that you know their, their own will get shot down and killed and they'll go and eat themselves and, and cannibalize for food just to go over to the next field and terrorize the next field as well and dig up the ground. And um, I've seen videos of how this looks from the, the helicopters and you can see you know, whole quarters of, of fields, multiple acres at a time just being dug up. And all you see is you know, it go from corn uh, and luscious fields to dirt and dust and, and holes all over. And so these things are a real problem. And I would love to go on uh, a helicopter hog hunt or even just a regular uh, ground hog hunt somewhere just to, to kind of experience this because it's something that you can, you can, there's no limit. You can go out and take down as many as you want because they're invasive and you got to take care of them. But here's the, the, the reason that it's a bucket list item for the helicopter thing. The hourly rate to go with this company, Last Shadow, just as an example, um, is uh, $1,450 an hour. Or if you go for a full day, it's $17,000. That's how expensive it is to operate the helicopter part of this. But because these things are such a problem, um, so many people are like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's contribute. Yeah, it's expensive. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but we'll do it. But um, then you've got the people who are doing it on foot, doing it on ATVs and, and um, you know, your side-by-sides and stuff. So it, if you know of someone who has a hog problem and <laughs> has access to land, 
I'd, I'd love the opportunity to, to try to help out with something like that. It sounds super cool. And, um, you know, it's so widely available now that I think it'd be really fun. So uh, check out Last Shadow. Again, you know, not sponsoring this. They're just really cool company. Um, expensive, but I think they do a really cool thing. So two things. What you're saying is the show is not vegan friendly. We are all in favor of hunting and killing our own meat. So vegans... Yes. We, we, well, and that's the other thing. You, th these are feral hogs, yeah. but you can you can eat them. Yeah, I know. You can eat them if you want. Hey, so so fair so fair warning to all your vegan friends out there. This show is not vegan friendly. We are very much in. in <laughs> we don't. We're not going to shy away from that. Th these these aren't vegan pigs. Th these aren't these... vegan pigs. These <laughs> pigs are trying to take away all your vegan options. So we're going to take care of that for you. And also, what you're saying is on the back Waldick's bachelor party, we need to go hog hunting. As one of his things we do on a sun on Sunday, is what you're suggesting over here. Hey, if you're telling me I get to load up my rifle, then yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. So, but if you know, if we can get make it happen, yeah. I'm not gonna say no. Man. Yeah, I, I doubt we'll get. A I'll have to answer to the missus later about the, the the bill that comes in the mail. But I, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think she'll like that very much. But as you said, like, hey, well, maybe we should talk to Walding while we be doing this for a bachelor party activity. But that sounds expensive, so we're gonna have to pass it. Dude, I I didn't realize just how much it was uh, a year ago. I looked at it because that's when I had. Um, more recently seen well that more at the time had started seeing more stuff about this um i, I a couple of um youtube channels out there that had done videos on it were seek one um and they do a lot of urban hunting uh videos uh bow hunting archery yes. uh, but then also uh lunkers tv uh who does hunting and fishing videos he went up and actually had done this multiple times um so i i'd seen them do that and saw them pop up last year and I, I think I checked and it was uh, not quite as steep as this. And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's, you know, like uh, $2,000 for a quarter day is what I think I'd seen, maybe 3000 for a quarter day. Now it's almost double. Jeez. Like to, you're, you're talking maybe going for four hours and six grand. Ugh. Ugh. I, I know I, I've, I've heard of people spending that kind of money to spend a week in uh, the, the mountains in Colorado hunting elk. And spending less money than that. Jeez, yeah, yeah, that that hurts the old wallet book. I, I hear that my wallet book starts aching a little bit. Like, yeah. your, your wallet book? Yeah, my wallet book says no. Is that a combination of wallet and pocketbook? Yeah, my wallet book is just no, no. <laughs> your yeah. wallet book. Yeah, wallet hey, book. and if any if any of you have a connection to Last Shadow or any helicopter hog hunting um, companies and can uh, hook a brother up, I mean. <laughs> You, we will be. I will be eternally grateful. <laughs> no, uh, Tom will certainly be eternally grateful. So that great take, it definitely different than what we know. That we normally hear from you on a Tom's take, but we did get to hear about some food with the bacon that you could fry up from the hogs. But other than that, completely different. I liked it. And, and it's yeah, it, it's it's not necessarily advised that you you cook them yeah, all up because you know they're they're nasty, they're stinky. Um, from what I've heard, but it's pork. Yeah. Um, the only thing with it is since they are wild hogs, um, when you do, if you do actually decide to, you know, make food out of them, you have to wear gloves to cut them up because the, the blood contains trigonosis, uh, yeah. which is, um, you know, uh, it's, it's no, uh, no a very bad disease for humans to get and uh, can, you can be hospitalized or die from it. And so, uh, yeah, double gloving up for, for that, if that ever comes to it. 
I, I think I'll just stay in the chopper and, and watch him uh, just knock down. Yeah, that sounds no bueno. But so thank you for that, sir. And now it's time to go into our week five game of the week. As of right now, I think we've picked how many games? Three games so far, or has it been four? I think it's only been. Oh, I, I don't think we did week it's one. It's been. No, we didn't do week one. So we it's did, been three weeks. So. We it, did three weeks. Yeah, I was trying to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you guys know, we uh, we've I've won two and one, uh, as of right now. It's a it's and and in times fair in fairness, we both had opportunities. We picked a team we both thought would win, and then they've come and had a stinker mm-hmm. of a game to shock both of us. So we kind of both had wins where we didn't expect to get get them this year. So it's our takes are kind of hit or miss on these games, but the game of the week. Is going to be the Browns versus the Chargers on Mon. Uh, uh, my bad. On Sunday night, I believe is a Sunday afternoon game. Uh, I just put in my notes that the Chargers are playing against the Raiders right now. That's why I have this mm-hmm. two and one, and that should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, uh, I mean, both teams are actually quite impressive this year. Uh, I know that we've uh, historically had not had a lot to say about the Odell Browns, yeah. but I mean. <laughs> Uh, this this year, yeah, I'm bringing that one back. Um, this year, uh, I I like the Browns. Their their defense is is producing, very and good. offense is moving very quickly and efficiently. Um, and the Chargers too. I mean, Justin Herbert is is really developing as a quarterback, and I think uh, kind of settling in to the league. Not that he didn't last year, oh, no. um, but he, I think he he's settling. he's becoming. No, there was no settling. But I mean, for a rookie, kind of being thrown into the position that he was, he worked with what he had last year. But I think oh, this year, off. you know, he's, he, he, said right, he, he said went right off. Yeah. Records. Yeah. I thought you were said he didn't settle. No, I was I said, trying to. That's why I say he didn't settle. He went off on everybody. That ain't settling. Oh, yeah. No, he. That's going okay. Wrong. All right. I was like, wait, what were you talking about? Yeah, of course he did well. Yeah. He did really well for, for a rookie. And so, um, I mean, he's, he's getting into his groove in the league. Like, I mean, he kind of got a, a really um, hot start last year. And he's um, carried some of that into this year. To, to produce well. I mean, two and one, and he's doing well tonight, as I can, uh, I mean, as far as I can see so far, the game is uh, still going on as we're, um, as we're recording, and I'm going to get a score for us real quick. Uh, I believe it's 7-0 Chargers. No, um, so, uh, I mean, again, you know, he's, he's winning tonight already, so it's, it, it, this is tough. No. This is tough, but I, I get to pick this week, right? Since well, since I lost last week, well, or do we, I get to coin toss? Coin toss. Oh, remember, I, get, I thought you toss. I thought you were just gonna no. forget and let me ha- pick the. No, team. no, no. no. So right. I have the coin. I have an actual coin. We got the heads. If you can see that, sorry, the camera's not great. There's your heads, the tails. It's an actual coin. So wait, that's a two-headed coin. No, no, no. no. So, yeah, heads and tails. So I'll let you call it, and then I will flip it, and hopefully get a nice ping or a ring as a as I flip it in the air. All right, tails. Tails. All right, here we go. All right, you gotta find it. Nice now. smack on the floor, huh? Oh, nice smack on the floor. Now I can't find it. Of course. I think it was found tails. It. Found it, people. Hold on. For those of you watching on YouTube, well, what do you know? How great is that chair? How great is that chair? What? <laughs> it is a. It, it's, Landed on head. Sorry, guys. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. I'm kidding. <laughs> I can always reflip right. it. Who, who, 
Nah, who you got? Who you um, got? I'm actually going to take. Oof. I like the Browns' defense. I like them a lot. But I'm going to ride with the Air Bear and ride the Chargers and Justin Herbert because I think their offense can score the points that the Kirk Cousins of the world and the Bears' offense can't because Herbert can roll out and sling that rock downfield. And Kirk Cousins isn't exactly known for his mobility or his slinging the rock. And the Bears' O-line just stood there and got eviscerated by some the pee-poor play calling. So I think the Chargers might win this game. We'll see how they do against the, Ra- the Raiders. But I like the Chargers in this game. You know, that works out because I was going to take the Browns. Um, I like their offensive production. They're producing 25 points a game on offense. Um, Baker Mayfield really taking it and running with it uh, with that team. Um, still got some weapons like Odell who are um, – he was questionable this past week, but I think still played, uh, made some big plays. And I, I, like you said before, I like that Browns defense. Um, so I, I'm excited for this game because I think these are two equally, um, e- equal matched teams, equally matched teams. I, I can't talk tonight either, man. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, offensively, they're pretty even. It's going to come down to which defense really steps up the most. And I say this a lot, defense wins championships. But in this in this case, because both teams are fairly even and have similar weapons and similar – I mean, both quarterbacks can get on the move a little bit more than others in the league. But it's a matter of which defense shuts down the, the opposing offense first. Right. Not necessarily the whole game, but first. Gets that first stop and continue this episode. Mm-hmm. I may have made a mistake taking the Chargers, but this might be the team that the, the get the points because Herbert is that explosive of a quarterback. Remember, the Chiefs threw up a lot of points against the Browns' defense. It's just that the Chiefs' defense is just that bad and allowed that many points. That's true. And yeah, That's so, true. So it, it could be that you might have the, weak, the weapon to stop them. But like we always say, it's time to get to the end of the show. And please follow us on Facebook for any updates regarding the show and live streams. And we have those like, comment, subscribe all below us in the ticker. And you can also reach out to us at our email account, Sports and More with CT. That's capital C, capital T at gmail.com if any questions or concerns regarding the show. And like we had said before, hit that like button, subscribe. Uh, toggle the notification bell to all so that you are the first to know when we uh, post to YouTube. And uh, Chris is actually going to be pointing to where it is on the screen. I'm just over here (laughs) pretending. Um, And if you are on uh, the the podcast, if you're on Spotify, you can actually subscribe to us on Spotify. So that way you get our newest content uh, rolled out directly to your phone or your other listening device. We are also on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts and a host of other uh, listening platforms. Um, uh, obviously, we, we've kind of leaned on YouTube quite a bit uh, for this, so uh, we've got the audio or the, the audio stuff going out to the, the podcast pages. We've got the video rolling out to YouTube. Um, we're we're trying to just kind of expand our reach here, so we appreciate those of you who are still listening on the, the podcast page, and uh, we welcome those of you who are, are joining us. On, on YouTube. It's, it's been fun. Um, so we are uh, happy to bring more content to you. Yeah, we, we missed last week, but it's good to be back. Yeah. Um, and so we are, we are, uh, what's that? My bad. I had two doggos and, oh, one, no. and one doggo was going to be crying if I, was not, if I wasn't near the doggo. So I had to 
it's all right. I probably would have been crying too. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> you would have had one crying baby in the back and one right here sitting on the shelf. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, like we had said before, uh, just keep, keep coming back. We'll keep producing the content and uh, click whatever notification bells that you have to, or, or uh, the, the three dots on uh, Spotify that get you the notifications, the push notifications. So hit them all and it'll come directly to you. Absolutely. And we would like to thank all of you, probably the tens and tens of people listening to our ridiculous takes and rambles on everything from the Arlington City Bears, ours and Heights Bears, my bad, the NFL Saints, MLB playoffs, and also about hunting feral hawks. Yeah, that one was definitely kind of a um, <laughs> little bit of a deviation. That it was, I, I didn't know how really to get started with that. I'm like, hey, you know, I was thinking the other day, but I mean, that's that's just something that like kind of was on my list of things that I wanted to talk about. I didn't really have a good time to talk about it. And so I'm just like, you know what? Let's throw it in today yeah. because it's not related to baseball or football. Yeah. Good, good but anyway, um, our, our next episode's creation date. Well, actually, here's something for you. We are going to be going live on Facebook this Friday, October 8th. Um, We're going to be going live from the road. Uh, We are driving down. It is going to be Chris, myself, and our buddy Kyle Waldeck, who you have met on the show, The Waldeck, a couple of times. Um, We're going to go live and have a special road trip edition of sports and more and it will actually be the first time in over a year that chris and i have been in person and that i have uh seen waldeck in person so uh, we are excited for this so uh look forward to that we don't know what time that will be it'll probably be about midday or early afternoon um so be on the lookout on facebook for that um we will uh put up another episode like this sometime in the near future in the next week or so Um, We just got to figure out when it's going to work out with the times that we're going to be out and everything. But until then, as always, please stay safe and healthy and above all, stay free. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by... No one, all non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment.